Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. I love it. High five your neighbor. Say, I'm glad you made it to church. I'm glad you made it to church. Don't be seated just yet. Don't be seated just yet. If you don't mind, you're already standing. Would you mind keep standing for just a second? Man, it's a good day to be in the house of the Lord, right? I'm glad to see all y'all's be- a lot of y'all's beautiful faces on literally New Year's Day. And we're just glad that you're here. And today I got just a special message I want to talk to us because it's the first day of the year. I want to talk to us about what should be first in our life. And uh, we're going to read out of Matthew chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. Love this version of it. It's the New King Jimmy version. Come on, somebody, right? It's the New King James version. If you, if you don't mind, if you're not already standing, would you stand in honor of God's word? If you could do that, I'm going to read it on the screen with you. And we're just going to just break this down today and talk about what we need to start this year off doing. First things first. I'm the realist. Come on, somebody. All right, here we go. Very first thing we're going to read, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 and 34. It says this, but seek what? Come on, we're going to say it again. But seek what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of these things will be added to you. Therefore, listen to me, if you do that, you don't have to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient sufficient for the day, it is own, it's got its own troubles. Come on, how many of y'all know January 2nd has got its own troubles? But today, we're going to seek God first, right? That's what we're going to do. And so I just can't wait just to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you today from the title of Carpe Diem. Come on, somebody, right? You don't even know what that means? I barely did. I had to look it up, right? I heard it. I didn't know what it meant, but I had to look it up. I'll share that with you and just say carpe diem, seize the day is really what it means, all right? So then we're going to pray, and then we're just going to ask God to be in this place, and he's going to continue to just speak through his word, and I believe God is just going to settle in on your life today as you start this new year, man. Let's pursue him with everything we've got, all right? So God, we come to you today. We thank you so much for everything you've done. We're thankful that we get to come to the house of the Lord. We get to sing your praise, and we get to say, you know what? We need extra seats in the house of the Lord, because there's so many people excited about what you're doing in their life. God, I pray today that you would speak to us as only you can. God, you'd minister to us, Holy Spirit. Maybe 2022 was one of the hardest years of our life, but we're believing, we're faithing that the best is still ahead. That Jesus, you are still in the miracle working business. That Jesus, you are still in the business of healing people. You're still in the business of doing these seemingly impossible in situations where it looks impossible. And we are going to be a people. We are going to be a place. We're going to be a church that believes that, God, you are still on the move. That you are still saving people. That you're still ministering to people. That you're still ministering to the brokenhearted and the people that are down and out and the ones that are lost and the ones that are broken and may not feel like there's a hope or a future. God, we know that that can be found only in you. And so today we're going to lift up that name. Today we're going to worship that name. Today we're going to honor that name, that name Jesus that's above every name. The majestic, the incredible, the magnificent, the awesome name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, one more time. Can we give Jesus a big ovation of worship all over this house? All right, go ahead and have a seat if you can find one. Have a seat if you can find one. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful for you. I love that that verse of scripture, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 and 34. Love starting it off with that. And, and uh, this idea of carpe diem. Somebody say carpe diem. 
All right, carpe diem. I had to kind of look, because I always heard that phrase, and I kind of knew what it was, but I had to do a little research this week, had to look it up, and I kind of got a Webster's Dictionary definition ready for you. And I want you to take some notes, because today, again, I think today's going to help set the tone for the rest of your year. And what you do, I don't think it all depends on today, right? I think that, okay, over the course of the year, you can make some changes and stuff like that. But how many you know, like how you start, sometimes how you finish, right? That's what they used to always tell us in sports, right? Hey, how you start, how you finish, okay? Like, we need to make sure we're starting out this gate, out of this year. Man, and again, you're already, you're already at church today. You're already pursuing God. I love that so much. I'm so glad that you're in the room. I'm so glad that you're here. But this idea of carpe diem. Somebody say carpe diem. All right, once you write this down. Carpe diem is a Latin exclam- explanation used to urge somebody. Tap your neighbor and say, I urge you. Come on, I urge someone to make the most of the present time and give little thought to the future. Come on, carpe diem, all right? Yeah, I think if Jesus was speaking Latin at that time, which he wasn't, but if he would have been, he could have said something like carpe diem right there when he was saying that in Matthew chapter 6, which is what we just read. So carpe diem or seize the day. Go after the day. Let's go after it. And I just want to start the year off, and I love your passion and your pursuit of Jesus that you're here at church on New Year's day. Again, you could be anywhere else, but you're at church, and let's, hey, let's go after Jesus together, all right? And I think there's some things today, uh, again, actually over the next couple weeks we're going to talk about, kind of today is just the kickoff for the year. Next week we're starting a brand new series called Excuse Me. Come on, somebody, right? And a lot of times what happens is, is we have a lot of excuses for God not to use us, but I really think God wants to use you and I to make a difference for him on this earth. And I just promise you, we're going to look at some Old Testament guys, some New Testament guys of excuses that a lot of people make, even in the Bible, of why they can't be used by God. But I just got to tell some people in the room today, listen to me. God wants to use you. You're still breathing. God still has a plan and a purpose for your life. Come on, if anybody believes that, can we give them a big shout of praise in this place today? So we're going to start the year off going after it. I hope you're ready for it. And so I want to I just challenge some of us really quick. I want you to think about a question that I want you to answer. And think about the last year of your life, right? Think about 2022. And for some of you, what I want you to ask it. And I want you to be, you don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to do anything like that. But I want you to ask this question of what was the, what kind of year last year was that for me? Okay, think about it in a couple different areas, physically, financially, relationally, I think you want you to think about spiritually, right? Like, I want you to think about all those things. Think about the last 365 days of your life. Think about where you are, where you were, and what did that year look like? What did that look like for you? And I want maybe some of the words that you're thinking right now, you know what, for some of us, it may have been very inconsistent. Come on. My diet was very inconsistent. Come on, somebody, right? One day, I'm like, yes, I'm doing it. The next day, Chocolate, you know what I'm saying, like all day, like that's, that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know what I'm saying, like maybe it's inconsistent for you in your life, right, maybe that was what 2022 looked like for you, maybe for some of you it would have been like full of excuses, right, that, well I had this happen, and I had that happen, and then this happened again, and then that happened again, and maybe 2022 could be full of excuses for a lot of you. Maybe, that, maybe that's kind of how you would, would describe it. Maybe for some of you, if you had to think about your year physically, emotionally, spiritually, like you would say, you know what, it was uninspired. Right? I was uninspired. Like, there was no direction for my life. Like, I'm not any better in 2023 than I started 2022. I think some of us, we got to ask that question today, first day of the year. Let's do something about it. 
Let's carpe diem. Let's seize the day. Let's go after it, and let's make some changes believing that God is going to do something incredible in 2023 through you and in you. I think that's so important for us. Maybe for some of us, I think the, 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 I would describe kind of the year last year for some of you that you would use is random. Right? There, there's just random. There was no real intention to your motives. There was no real intention to your, your, your family. There was no real intention to your, your, your spiritual growth. It was just random. Random, just highs and lows all year long. Right? Maybe that's some, something that you guys could, could say was a part of your year. Maybe for some of you, you would actually say, you know what, my year, it was consumed with God. And I, I just want to challenge some of us. Why don't we do this? Starting 2023, you're here. You're already at church. Why don't we just, just go ahead and commit today that 2023 is going to be the year that we as a church are consumed with the presence of God. That we're going to be individuals that are made up of people who are not worried about all the outside noise that's going on. All we're worried about is the voice that's coming through to us through his word, through prayer, known as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That we're going to be consumed with his presence. Because I don't know about y'all, I don't want to just come to church and just do church this year. I want to come to church and be consumed with the presence of God. I want to come to this place and literally see signs and miracles take place. Brokenness that's healed. Marriages that are restored. Blind eyes, I want to see opened in Jesus' name. Like, I'm talking like, let's be consumed with the presence of God this year. Like, let's say 2023. Let's see that happen. And again, I don't know what your year may have looked like last year, but I'm believing today it can look different in this next year. That it can look different. And I, I love this story in Matthew chapter 6, right? Matthew 6 actually is kind of, uh, there, there's this big sermon going on. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. How many of y'all ever heard of that? Anybody? Come on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why is it called Sermon on the Mount? You know why? Because it's a sermon on the Mount. Tim. All right, that's it. All right, I just want to let you know, like, nothing special about it. I mean, literally, it's a sermon on top of the mountain. And guess what? Jesus is speaking it. Right? It's the greatest sermon ever preached. Like, mine will never even touch even a, a period of Jesus' entire sermon that he preached here. Like, he is just incredible. And he's speaking to people, and people are captivated by everything that Jesus is saying. And so Matthew chapter 5 is where it starts recording the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 6 is where we kind of read from today. It goes into Matthew chapter 7. And so you got three chapters right in the book of Matthew that literally what you're seeing is Jesus is kicking off his ministry. And he's trying to let everybody know, hey, I'm here and this is what I'm about. Hey, I'm here. This is what I want you to First things first, I got to get this out. First things first, I got to let y'all know this is what I'm meaning. This is what I want you to know why I'm here. And he goes through all kinds of stuff, and I love it so much. And Jesus is flipping everybody's mind upside down, right? Even by the end of the whole sermon that Jesus just preached, the Sermon on the Mount, look at what Matthew 8, 28 says. It's a few chapters down. Look at what it says that the people, when Jesus finished saying these things, watch this. The crowds were amazed at his teaching. Somebody say, ah. Oh. There you go. Like, they were just like, bro, why are you ending it? Why is this over? Like, bro, you keep going. I, I don't want you to end this thing. For he taught with real authority, they said, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. And if you go back and you study the Sermon on the Mount, right, I want you to know that there's like kind of some themes that you'll find all throughout the Sermon on the Mount. One of the main themes, I think, if you go back and just kind of read over those three chapters, was about getting the first things of your life right first. Like getting the first things first. Like, the, like getting them right. Getting them on the right foot. Like you would go back and read something in, in Matthew 5. Okay, you want to be blessed? You want to be blessed? Well, hey, guess what? You want to be blessed? Well, hunger and thirst for righteousness first. 
That's what he's saying. You want to be blessed? You want to be blessed? Okay, you want to be blessed? Well, well, here's what I want you to do. Be pure at heart first. Right? I think Jesus is really trying to get them to understand, hey, these things need to be taking place in your life first. He also tells a story about building your house on something that is a solid foundation, right? He tells a story of a guy that builds his house on sand and a guy that builds his house on the foundation of the rock. And the rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down. Okay. That's all the church people right there, all right? So, like, like that, 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 that happened. Right, rain came down and the flood came up and the walls came tumbling down, okay? Like, like this is what happened. Like, like, okay, if you build your house on the sand, that's what Jesus is saying. Hey, guess what? You're gonna, your life's going to crumble around you. And guess what? It rains on the just and the unjust. So you got to understand that rain in 2023 is coming. It's going to happen. There's going to be some stuff that happens in your life. But what is your life built on? I'm just thinking, I want to challenge some of you in the room. Get the first things first right. Build on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. And again, what we see right here is he's saying, hey, if you will seek me first, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God, I like what he says in verse 34. He says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How many of y'all know that trouble's happening tomorrow probably? Come on, somebody, right? Somebody, like, yeah, I got to go back to work tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's going to happen. And I think so many times what we do is we get so worried about it, we get so anxious about it. And Jesus isn't teaching these guys and gals saying, hey, you don't need to plan. No, 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 that's not what he's saying. I think God is a God of order. I really do believe that. I believe God is a God of order. But Jesus is saying, hey, you can plan, you can strategize, you can organize, you can straighten, you can color coordinate your life, you can tabulate it, but don't let worry get into your heart. That's what he's saying. And he's saying, hey, hey, how are you not going to worry? How are you going to not do that? How, how are you going to not let 2023 be like what happened in 2022? You know how you do that? We do what it says in verse 33, that we would seek first. Somebody say first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. The NLT version, which is what I usually preach out of in my Bible, uh, is, 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 it says this, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Like above everything else and live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. See, I'm just going to challenge some of us today as we start 2023. If you will pursue God with all of your heart, watch this to be one of the best years of your life. It may not be the easiest year. It may not have everything just all hunky-dory and it just all looks all buttoned up and good. But I'm telling you, if you will seek God first in your life, he'll add all of the things unto you. And again, you're worried about tomorrow? Guess what? Seek him first. Man, go back to him. So uh, again, I think I want to help us do this. I want to help us start this year off right, going and giving you a list of a couple things that if you will do first, if you will build your schedule around it, if you will commit to saying, you know what, I'm going to put this into my life, I believe that this year can look different than last year. And this one thing I want us to know is that because what I spend my time on starts to determine what I build my life on. And I think, again, you got to understand what, if you look back at 2022, what did you and I built our life on? I think all we got to do is look at our schedule. All we got to do is look at our calendar and say, okay, where did, where, where did I fit, did I just fit God in? Did I just kind of just kind of schedule around God a little bit? Did I kind of just like, okay, well, I'll get, to, I'll get to church at this time or I'll do that or I, I might read my Bible here or was I intentional? Because I'm going to challenge some of us. You're never going to drift towards like a, a life that's just following after God with everything you've got. Because it's natural for us to drift away from that. It's natural for us to want to walk away from that. So I want to give us a few things. Kind of the first uh, of a few things that if you will do it, I believe God's going to do something incredible in your life. If you're ready for it, say, I'm ready. 
Alright, first thing I want you to write down is this. Is that the first of the day, you know what I want you to do? Chase after God. First of the day, I want you to chase after God. I want you to go after Him. I want you to go after God. Start your day every day this year. Come on, let's just chase after God at the beginning of the day. I, I like to say it like this. It's so easy though. How many of y'all know that the very first thing that you and I do, let's just be real, be honest. Come on, it's church. We can be honest up in here. And I want to see hands up in the room. How many of y'all would say, you know what? One of the very first things I go to when I wake up in the morning, my phone. I think all of us can agree there, right? Like this is one of those things. Come on, you got in that trap before. We're scrolling, 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 Facebook, Instagram, 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 right? You, you're on it for hours. Then you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to be late to work. I'm going to be late because I've been on my phone the whole time. And it happens. Now, I understand that. I'm going to challenge some of us if we want to have it. But, but, but here's the thing. What did, 20, what did that get you in 2022? I think that's what i got to ask. Where, where did that get you, right? Maybe it's more anxiety. Maybe it's more worry. Maybe it's more comparison between you and somebody else. But I'm going to challenge us at the first of your day, let's chase after God. Let's start 2023 chasing after God. And so many times it's easy and it's tempting to scroll that we're thinking, oh, okay, I'm seeing all these other people doing all of these things. I'm going to build my life on what they're building theirs on. I'm going to build my life on what culture says. I'm going to build my life on my feelings for the day or, or the time. And I just want to challenge us again today. We have to let God set the foundation of your life, meaning everything else in your life has to be built on that foundation of Jesus. And listen to me. Foundations aren't always sexy. Come on, somebody, right? Like foundations aren't always flashy. You ain't bringing somebody over to our, your house and be like, yo, look at this foundation. It's so nice. It's beautiful. No, you ain't, you ain't doing that, right? That's, that's just the flat. That's not very flashy, but here's the deal. Listen to me. The quality of the structure on top is dependent on the foundation that it is built upon. And if you want your marriage to have some quality, you want your emotions to have some quality, your money, your job, your purpose, it's all dependent on how strong your foundation is. And I'm just going to challenge us. Let's go after God first of the day. Set the foundation for your day as I'm going to chase after Jesus today. Psalm 63.1 says, oh God, you are my God. Guess what? Earnestly I seek you. I'm going to go after you. I'm going I'm to pursue you, God. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. So that, that is like, if you look back at the original language in that, what he's saying right there, my body longs for you. It aches for you. It is like passionate for you. God, I got to have you. It, it, my body longs for you in this parched and weary land. How many of y'all know we're living in a parched and weary land? Come on, somebody, right? Where there is no water. And this is what I know when it comes to pursuing Jesus at the first of your day. Guess who modeled this perfectly? Jesus himself. Right? Jesus himself modeled this perfectly. Mark 1, verse 35. Watch what it says about Jesus. And you'll see this. You read this all throughout the Gospels, which are the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life. Mark 1, verse 35 says, before daybreak the next morning, watch what it says, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. You know what he was doing? He was pursuing God at the first of the day. And I want to challenge some of us, would you be willing to do that in 2023? Because I think, again, if we would just look back at 2022 and, and the scroll happens and the getting up and just doing my own thing happens, and no, 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 I would just challenge you, would you set the trajectory of your day by getting up? and pursuing God first, all right? I'm going to give it to you really easy. It's something we call first 15. Now, hear me out when I say first 15. If you've been a Christian for a long time, this is probably not where you need to be. 
I'm going to tell you, this is probably not where you need to stay. First, oh, I got 15 minutes in, that's good. I got my checklist done. No, 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 I'm not trying to do I'm trying to give you some practical tips that maybe you're just starting out in your relationship with Jesus or maybe you're just now learning how to read your Bible or pray. I'm going to give you a formula to help you do that, pursue God at the first of your day. Everybody good with that? Everybody ready? All right, first 15. I've told you this so many times before. You're probably tired of hearing it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep teaching it till we get it. Come on, somebody, right? So five minutes in the Word. Plus five minutes of prayer, plus five minutes of worship. First 15. All right? Five minutes in a word. Listen to me. Again, I want you to understand, if, if you have been a Christian following God for a long time, you're going to need some more than five minutes. Like, don't just settle for five minutes. But this is a great place to start. Great place to start. Five minutes in a word. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How many of you know we're walking out into a dark world? Right? Every single day we're walking out. Well, guess what? God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. And so I'm going to encourage you, start your day, the first of your day, pursuing God. Going after him. Five minutes in the word, five minutes in worship. And I've said this so many times, you probably ain't going to laugh anymore. But that's half of a Hillsong song. Come on, somebody, right? Like, that's all it is. Like, just a, ha- a Hillsong song, an Elevation song. One of the, our team is putting out stuff all the time. Like, hey, go and listen to that and just get your mind right. Don't be filling it with all these, these you know, other stuff at the beginning of your day especially. No, no, no. Let's fill it with some worship. Let's fill it with some word. Let's fill it with some prayer. I love what worship, though. Psalm 34, 1 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. Somebody say all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to let my life be set for the day by doing it at the first of the day. Okay, five minutes in prayer. I just want to encourage you that I want to challenge a lot of us. If we would just begin to pray, I believe that prayer doesn't change the heart of God, it changes ours. So I want to challenge some of you in the room that you may not even know how to pray. Well, in just a few weeks, we'll, we'll help teach you that because we always have a season in our church where we pray and fast beginning of the year. We'll talk about that in a second. But I love what Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says this. Don't be anxious about anything. Would some of you say 2022 was anxious for you? Would some of you say it was full of anxiety, full of, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Worry. Watch what the Bible's telling us. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, what? By prayer. Prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And watch what happens. When you and I, we we don't worry about fighting the anxiousness, but we bring it to God. Watch what happens. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Is there anybody that wants a little peace in 2023? Anybody that wants a little joy in 2023? Well, the way that you're going to find it is when we set the, I just think, set the tone for the day by getting in the word, in some worship, and in some prayer. Come on, if you believe that, let's give our God a big shout of praise all over this room. (laughs) And listen to me, I'm so excited about this too, because I want to give you some practical stuff today too, right? This is practical. Even another step of practicality is the fact that we as a church are taking this so seriously that this year we are going to be reading through the entire Bible together starting today. And so what I want you to do right now is get your phones out, and you can scan literally that QR code right there. And what it's going to do, if you have the Bible app on your phone, our church is on there, Purpose Church is on there now, and we are going to be reading through the entire Bible in one year.
one year together. I know that sounds crazy. I know it sound, may sound daunting, but I'm going to encourage you. Would you just commit to it? Sorry, my head's in the way there, Darren, my fault. Uh, like, like, would you just commit to it? And I believe if you will do it, I promise you, you're going to see a difference when you commit to reading God's Word in your life. You can also text the word Bible to 270-229-6488. So like after the service, you, you forgot. Okay, Bible to 270-229-6488. If you have any issues, obviously there's many things. This is kind of brand new to the Bible app as well. But man, we're going to be a church that takes this seriously. That We're going to put the Bible in each other's hands and we're going to read it together. Come on, wouldn't it be awesome for this next year? About 600 people say, you know what, we're going to read through the Bible together. I think Murray, Kentucky would look a lot different if we committed ourselves to God's word and said, God, I'm going to start my day pursuing and chasing after you, right? I believe that with all I've got. Okay, cool. We need to keep rolling because it's a family service. We're going to have to get out of here. Some kids getting crazy up in here, right? I know my kids are running around somewhere. I don't even know where my little mama's at right now. She's somewhere. Um, but again, I want to challenge you. First of the day, pursue God. Chase after him. Go after God. Listen to me. First of the week, let's gather and worship God. Come on, tap your neighbor. Say, you did a good job coming to church today. Go ahead. No, no, a little encouragement today. You did a good job. Like, 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 here's the deal. The first of your day, chase after God. Go after him hard. The first of your week, come on, listen to me. I want to challenge you to commit to being at church every week. I'm going to challenge you to be here every single week and worship God with your life and not just your, your Sundays. All right? Did you know that we all worship something? Did y'all know that we all worship something? That, that it may not be, some people worship other people, some people worship actors, sports stars, celebrities, some people worship themselves, their possessions, that stuff, their things, their money, clothes, cars, fame, recognition, their bodies, whatever it might be, worship what that looks like is anything that sits on the throne of your life, anything that's on the top of your life. And what did Jesus tell us just a few minutes ago when we were reading? Seek first the kingdom of God. Like, I want to be on the top. I want to be the very first thing that you go after. I want to be the very first thing that you live your life for. And again, I want us to worship God together. And I think that that's so important. I love the New Testament church, right? I love the gathering of the New Testament church. Right when it was first born, like Jesus ascends to heaven, he sends his Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, we see the first church being born together. Like, like literally, like being birthed right in front of their eyes. Like, oh my gosh, we, we are a people that believe in Jesus. And this is what we call a church. Okay, I love what it says in verse 42. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals like biscuit and gravy, bacon, eggs, sausage, all that stuff out there. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, all right? Including the Lord's Supper as well, right? And to prayer. And a deep sense of awe came over all of them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. Listen, that's, that's what I'm praying for. That, man, we would see God do the impossible, right? They sold their property and possessions, shared their money with those in need. Watch what it says. They worshiped together. Somebody say together. At the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And watch what it says. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I don't know about you, but I want 2023 to be a year of salvation for some people in Purpose Church. And I'm going to challenge you. Would you do whatever it takes to get some people around you, sitting next to you, and go after God with all of your heart. 
Worship him with everything you've got. I love Acts 20, verse 7. On the first day of the week, we gathered with the local believers to share in the biscuits and the gravy and the Lord's Supper. Come on, somebody, right? Paul was preaching to them, and since he was leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. I ain't doing that today. Praise God. All right. But, but I want you to know, look out. They were committed to it. They were committed to showing up. They were committed to being there. They were committed to, to worshiping God alongside of other believers. Psalm 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Listen to me. Is there anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord on the first day of the year, worshiping the God that gave us life, that gave his life for us to forgive us? Come on, let's give him a bigger shout of praise than that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Man, let's worship God. First of the week, let's just commit to it. Like, let this be the year that you show your kids, man, Sunday is for church. Sunday is for going and worshiping God. We're going to commit to being in a crew with some other people. We're going to be in committing to doing life with other people and worshiping God. I love Hebrews 10, 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his, Lord, his return is drawing near. We got to do whatever we can. Man, let's gather together and let's worship together on Sundays together. All right, everybody good with that? First of the week, let's worship God together, all right? Next thing I'm going to challenge you with is this idea, first of the month, return the tithe back to God. Okay, Leviticus 27, verse 30. You don't even know, maybe not what a tithe is. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. See, this is what I know is that, that holy literally means to be set apart. Right? And tithe, just, the, just I heard somebody once say, say, you know, tithe and offering, T-I-D-E. It's T-I-T-H-E. And that's okay. There's a lot of people that have a lot of misunderstandings, and rightfully so, because church has been weird around money. Let's just call it what it is, Okay. Can we call it, is this okay to be okay on, on New Year's Day? Is it okay to talk about it a little bit? Okay. Like, it's been really awkward around that. But here's the thing. The tithe is different from the, the tithe is the first tenth. And the first ten percent is different from the other 90% because God was literally saying, it is holy unto the Lord. And the tithe is that first tenth. And Scripture sometimes calls it first fruits. If you go to Malachi chapter 3, it says, return those first fruits to the local storehouse. And I, I just want to challenge some of you. If this is not a place where you can trust the leadership of our church to do that, I, listen, I want you to... I, I want you to know it's not about that for us. And I want you to know, I want you to find somewhere that you can do that with. That you can trust, that you can lean into, that you can say, hey, you know what? I do believe in the vision and the mission of this church. It doesn't have to be here. I want it to be. I want you guys to be a part of what God is doing here. But at the same time, I want you to know it's not about that. That it's not just about that. Because even Jesus, if Jesus said to tithe, would you believe it? Yeah, he probably will. Okay, here's what about Matthew 23, 23. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? You're hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe. Watch what he says. Even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. Watch what Jesus says. You should tithe, yes, but don't neglect the more important things. Jesus is saying to tithe, yes, but listen to me. That's the floor, not the ceiling. Okay, that's, that's not like the end all be all. That's the floor. He's saying, you know what, you got to have some mercy. You got to have some faith, some other things that are involved with that. And if you want to do it my way, Jesus is saying, hey, you know what, I want you to do it the way that I'm encouraging you to do it. If you'll put me first, you can trust me with the rest. I put, I put it first. Why do I do that? What I do first oftentimes says a lot about who I love and who I trust. 
And if I trust myself more, if I'm going to trust God, the creator of it all, the sustainer of it all, the holder of together of it all, guess what? I'm going to trust him with that. And this is what I want to challenge you with is that the order of your life affects the outcome of your life. And I think that that's why this whole idea of first, like, like first of the day, first of the week, first of the month, we're going to talk about the first of the year in just a second. But like if you will do that, the order of your life affects the outcome of your life. And I want to challenge some of us today. Would you commit to saying, God, you are first. I'm going to seek you first above all else. I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever you call me to do, and I'm going to trust you with the rest of it. Like let's, I'm going to pursue Jesus first of the day, first of the week first of the month, and the last thing we're going to land the plane on is this, is that I'm going to choose to, to you know what, I'm going to put first of the year, I'm going to commit to pray and fasting, prayer and fasting, and I just think that's so important for us, like, like a lot of times what happens in our life is we have stuff that goes on, and we try to do everything else, we try to figure out all of the different, uh, you know, different, I would say, remedies for how we can make this right, how we can make this work. And I don't know if you've ever been in this part before or said anything like this. But you said, well, I guess all we got to do now is pray. How many of y'all have heard that before or said that before? I mean, we've all been there. And I want, I want to challenge us today is that faith would be our reaction. That the very first reaction that we would have would be faith. And that would be that we wouldn't let prayer be our last resort. It would be our first response. And then we're going to say, you know what, the first of this year, we're going to commit to praying and fasting. What's prayer? Prayer is connecting and listening to God. It's as simple as that. Prayer is connecting and listening to God. You know what fasting is? Detoxing from the world and some things that you and I enjoy from time to time. So I think what that does, what, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to do? Fasting is choosing to say no to myself. That I'm going to choose to say no to something so that I can hear God better. That's really what fasting is. And, and I want you to do it very safely. We're going to talk about it in just a few weeks. Like literally we're kicking it off in January. January. This is January. Next Sunday is our kickoff for 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're going to be hosting that here. We have done it in the past at 6 a.m. Here's what I'm going to challenge you with. We've changed it up. 6 p.m. Come on, somebody. Somebody can sleep in. Hallelujah. You know, right? 6 p.m. right here at church every night for 21 straight days. On Saturday, we're going to be here at 9 a.m. Sunday, we're going to have our 9 and 10.45. But would you commit? I know you're like, whoa, that's my schedule. Listen to me. What does what 2022 look like? And just following the schedule, what you have been doing, is that got you to the place where you know God wants you to be? Maybe some of us need to rearrange our schedule and say, yo, I'm going to be there. I'm going to commit to praying, praying and fasting. There's a story in the Bible that I love so much. There was this boy that was possessed, and the disciples, they, got, they couldn't cast out this spirit. And Jesus comes along, and he casts out the spirit. And afterwards, he's alone with the disciples, and they come to Jesus. And they ask Jesus, they say, hey, Jesus, like, why in the world couldn't we do that? Right? This is what it says in Mark chapter 9. Why could we not cast it out? And Jesus looks at him and says this. This kind can only come out by nothing more than prayer and fasting. And I got to thinking about that because there's some of us that have walked in this place today and 2022 for you was hell on earth. Let's just call it what it is. And you walked through some major issues. You walked through some major valleys. And we just talked about how God is with us in all of that. He's with us in the valley. He's with us in the, the desert. And he's with us in the, the, the storm. We talked about all of that. But man, you're walking into this new year and it feels like nothing is going to change. Here's what I'm going to encourage you. 
Maybe you need to spend some time praying and fasting, saying no to yourself, saying yes to God, so that you and I can hear Him a little bit more clearly. I'm going to challenge you, 21 days of prayer and fasting, January 8th through the 28th, do whatever you can to make a commitment to say, first of the year, I'm going to put Jesus at the top. I'm going to put Him at the top of this list. Like, He is the list, okay? Like, He is. Like, that's it. But I'm going to seek Him first with all that I've got. I love Joel chapter 1, verse 14. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly every night at 6 p.m. right here at the church. Right? Call a sacred assembly. Summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. I think for some of us, we've tried every other way to go about getting to God or trying to figure out how can I be more like, like, like how can I make my life a little bit better and, and guess what? We have, we, you haven't even pursued God in the first place. And I'm going to challenge you in 2023, would you go after God? Like, let's just do it. Like, let's, let's stink and do it. All right? Let's go. Like, I, I, this is all we got, okay? Like, this is our only life. Let's go after God. Like, let's do it. And I'm telling you, if we look at this room, this room won't be able to hold the people. If we would say yes to what God is calling us to do. And I'm just telling you, it's going to start when we pray and fast. And I'm believing that revival is going to rise up on the inside of us. That revival is going to rise up on the inside of each individual person that is committed to saying, you know what, I'm going to pursue God at the first of the day, first of the week, month, and the year. I'm going to put aside some things that I know that I've said yes to in the past to say no to that so I can say yes to what God is calling me to. And I believe that revival is coming. That revival is on the horizon. But it's going to come through some people that are committed to doing it God's way. I just believe, listen, let me talk to the college students, 18 to 25-year-olds really quick. You know, every revival that has ever taken place just about in American history has been on the backs of 18 to 25-year-olds. You know why we're a church that's all about college students and the next generation? Because I'm not giving up on them like everybody else has. And we're going to be a church, listen to me, 18 to 25-year-olds, show up to prayer and fasting. Man, would you lead the way in that? And let's be a church that goes after God with everything that we've got. Listen, to put God first in your life, what areas of your life need to change the most? What, what resources, tools, relationships will help you put God first in 2023? I'm asking you that. Now only you can answer that. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, He's been speaking to you today. He's been telling you what you need to do. He's been pushing on some areas of your life. Would you listen to Him? Would you listen to him and say, yes, I believe you. Yes, I trust you. And I'm going to pursue you with everything I got. Amen or oh me, church. Come on. I love that so much. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? All across this room, maybe you're in this room and you say, you know what? I don't know Jesus. What better way to start the new year off than with a relationship with Christ? And I know that there's some people in the room that even watching online that have never made the decision to follow Jesus. And maybe you're here and you say, you know what? I need a relationship with Christ. Let me just explain the gospel to you. In a few, few just minutes, the gospel is this, is that we couldn't get to God, so he came to us. And we couldn't be good enough. We couldn't have our, our act together enough. We couldn't um, come to church enough for us to be made right with God. So what happened was Jesus came. God put, put an earth suit on like you and I have, and he came down to earth. He's fully God, fully man, lived a perfect life, lived a life that was sinless, spotless, Man, a life that you and I could not live. That's what Jesus did. He came and he gave his life for us. The Bible says that there had to be a payment made for sin. 
That stuff that you and I do that separates us from God. There had to be a payment for that. And the Bible tells us that we're either going to accept what Jesus did as the payment or we're going to pay for our own sins apart from God for forever in a place called hell. And I just want to just tell you that would, would break my heart. I think it breaks Jesus' heart so much more than that because he was willing to die for you and for me. The stupid stuff that I had done, man, Jesus was willing to put that on himself and on the cross. Man, I'm so thankful that he died for that. But here's the thing. Why is church a party for us? Because they put him in a tomb. And three days later, day one, still dead. Day two, still dead. Day three, he got out of the grave. And we serve a risen Savior. And you may be in a spot where you feel like, man, there's no way I can come out of this. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I'm just going to tell you, resurrection power is possible because of what Jesus has done on the cross and the grave. Why do we sing about that? Why do we dance about that? Why do we shout about that? Because it is that big of a deal. Maybe you're here and you've never put your faith in Jesus. Here's what the Bible says. That if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. If that's you, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer of repentance. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like, oh, i got to say it just like that. You can say it however you would like to say it, but you need to say something like this. Dear Jesus, would you come in my life, save me, forgive me. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you gave your life for me. I put my trust in you. I put my faith in you. Forgive me of my sins. Come in my life and be Lord of my life today. Maybe that's you. You prayed that. What a better way to start the new year than with a fresh start with Jesus. I love that so much. Somebody in this room, somebody watching online or listening on the podcast that literally just said yes to a relationship with Jesus. And first of all, I want to be a guy that says we're a church that celebrates that, that new start that you just had in Jesus. Man, it's a new start, and we are so thankful for that. And I just want to know if that's you and you just prayed to receive Jesus in this room. You said something like that, but you asked Jesus to come in and save you. Would you just raise your hand, drop it right back down? Say, hey, that was me. I just prayed to receive Jesus. You can drop it right back down. Awesome. Anybody else? Say, hey, that's me. Drop it right back down. Awesome. I, I, I want to just tell you that I know you just raised your hand, but one thing that we would love more than, than just you raising your hand is at the end of our experience, in just a second, we're going to have teams on either side of this platform area and altar area that you can come down and let us know that you made a decision, that you just said yes to Jesus, the best decision you'll ever make. We want to high-five you. We want to give you a Bible. We want to let you know that, man, there's, some, there's a, a new believer's guide that we have for you that just answers some questions that we know you have right now. And we want to be whatever we can for you and walk through this life with you. And so at the end of our experience, in just a second, man, we're going to have those teams on either side of this area. And we'd love to know that you made that decision for you. I want to pray for somebody in here, too, that maybe you're in here and you just said, you know what, I have, I, I have had a crazy year. 2022 was the, one of the wildest years of my life. But today I'm committing. I'm committing. To, I'm going all in. I'm going all after him. I'm not, I'm not running around anymore on it. Like I'm, I am committed today to saying 2023 will be different by the grace of God. I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to first of the week, first of the day, first, first of the year, first of the month. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can to go after Jesus. If that's you and you say, hey, you know what? Would you just mind praying for some resilience? Would you mind praying for some strength? Would you mind praying for me that I would be willing to commit to that and do that today? And, and run this race all year long just pursuing Jesus. If that's you, you can just raise your hand and say, hey, that's me. 
I'm, I'm committing to do that. Come on, raise your hand up high. Once you commit to it, if that's you, just say, hey, I'm, that's me. I'm there. Okay, I see your hands all over the room. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, here's what I would love to do. Would everybody in the room, as quietly as possible, would you mind standing to your feet? Would you mind standing to your feet, heads bowed, eyes closed still? I'm going to pray for us. And in just a second, after I get done praying, we're going to sing a song because I just love this idea of Gus going out into our world 2023. And we're going to go out there and make a difference for Jesus. It's a song called New Start. And we're going to party and we're going to say, you know what? We've been given a new start because of what Jesus has done. Because of what, and some people in this room have just raised their hands and just said yes to Jesus. For you that already know Jesus, think about the new start. Think about what it was like the first day that you met him. And I want you to get that joy back. I want you to get that passion back. I want you to get that experience back. And so today, let's just worship him with all that we've got. One more time, let's stretch our hands towards heaven. Let's pray. God, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Thank you for saving people in this room today. Thank you for delivering people and challenging people to take a step towards you and going after you with everything that they've got. And so, Lord, I just pray today that today would be a new start for somebody. It would be a new start to a new year, but, God, it would be different. That, God, you would do something this year that they've never experienced before. They would commit to pursuing you with everything that they've got. And, God, we're going to be a church that's reading your word, listening to you, praying and fasting and saying, God, you can speak to us how you want. You can use us how you want. All excuses out the door. I'm following you with everything I've got, Lord. Lord, we love you. Jesus, we honor you, and we thank you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. That we- thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.